I'm Chris Rose. And I'm Janelle. And this is Norlands. It's story time again. I can't wait. <laughs> I can tell. Now, um, I don't know if you know this one. There was an author named Seth Morgan. Now, author. you're going to... Uh, author, yes. Writer. You're going to love... Um, Novelist or true writer? N no. <laughs> what does that mean? I thought novels were false and... Novels are false. false. Yeah. Well, so but you think I'm a false writer because I write journalism. No. Well, yes, a novelist. Okay. And not one of great um, literary output. He only wrote one novel. Okay. So here's his story, and you, you're going to like where this goes in a rock and roll sense. So he was born in 1949. Seth Morgan, he, he, he's, a, he's a child of great privilege. I guess these days we would call it, say the color. White privilege. Yes. Um, his father, this is, this is great, his father was an heir to a soap manufacturing industry. He had soap money and he was a poet. Okay. So, comes from a literary background. His mother was, and I quote from several stories I've read, an alcoholic beauty. Oh. So. Oh, that's very redeeming. <laughs> what the hell? It's very redeeming. So this is Seth's background. Go so ahead. he grows up in a life of privilege uh, on the West Coast uh, and manages to just, are we allowed to cuss? I think so. It's a podcast. All right. He fucks everything up. He gets sent to one privileged high school after the other. You might have even heard of some of them. Uh, he went to Hotchkiss. You ever heard of Hotchkiss? No, sir. That's one of those George Bush-type schools up in the northeast, like Exeter. No. You heard of that? No. Okay, never mind. So uh, he gets kicked out of one privileged high school after another after another. He manages to graduate at some point. He goes to UC Berkeley. That I've heard of. <laughs> okay. He uh, uh, lives a very interesting life. Uh, back on the West Coast, living in Berkeley, um, he becomes a barker at a strip club. He's going to college. This is later. This is, this is after. This is after a troubled life, getting kicked out of schools. Okay. This, that. Uh, he winds up on the West Coast drifting. Mm -hmm. San Francisco lifestyle. He works at a strip club. Mm -hmm. He is trying to write. You know, he becomes one of these Bukowski, Thomas Wolfe type guys mm -hmm. sitting up late at night in his little apartment with a one light bulb and, and, and scribbling away and trying to carve out a living, but never doing anything, you know, on the bright side of life. He's living more Tom Waits, Charles Bukowski. He becomes a um, drug dealer, cocaine dealer. 
specifically, if you want to know, and I know you probably do. And that's how he met Janis Joplin. Oh. I didn't tell you this? No. Um, he went to deliver cocaine to Janis Joplin's apartment one day. I don't, I don't like the tone of this story. Hang with it. The truth hurts, and only the truth is funny. Okay. He delivers cocaine, and this is true. Was this... she buying it to prevent someone else from having access to? Yeah, that's a yeah, drug? that's why that's why rock stars buy drugs is to make sure okay. nobody else gets okay. them. All right, I feel better. Go ahead. Anyway, so he delivers cocaine to her one time, two time. They fall in love. Oh. Well. Oh. Hold on. Hmm. Um, they get engaged. She dies. And that's how he first becomes famous because he's in her obituaries. He becomes a heroin addict. A carnival bar. I don't want to have to actually person. pause this recording, but we will not Janice shame. We're not. We are not Janice okay. shaming. Okay. And we're not Seth shaming. Okay. And you know, no Jimi Hendrix. Jim. Death aside, so, she dies. He gets famous. He's in the. Well, no, no, no. He's well. He's on. He on his first brush with fame is in her obituaries because at the time they were a couple engaged. Engaged. Betrothed. Anyway, so he drafts up and down the coast in many nefarious enterprises. Um, I guess, probably. Yeah. Basically, his life is about drugs, about strippers, about alcohol. So he wants to be a writer now. He He's has, on his way. He has, yes, it's certainly good That's material. Good. Shrimp and grits in a Worcestershire reduction. Black and red fish topped with a crawfish pepper cream sauce. Fresh, juicy burgers on brioche buns. Are you hungry yet? Well, come get your munch on at The Munch Factory in Gentilly. Find us at www.themunchfactory.net or on Instagram at The Munch Factory. a little bit of trouble in in san francisco uh he was a biker very avid harley rider and he gets engaged to another woman and he crashes his harley and this is great this is true this is absolutely true he crashes his harley into the home that used to be owned by jack london the writer didn't he do the the something about a wolf what is that is it called the wild no, yes, not. yes, it? yes. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Continue. So he crashes into that house <laughs> with this woman, and her face is mangled and destroyed. Oh, and he Jesus. actually, he actually, Breaks that's, her, no, that, no, actually oh. the other way around. That's when he gets engaged to her to keep her from suing him. Oh. So you can see we're building up. I don't love him. You can see I'll, where I'll tell you well. That. You can see we're building up to a troubled yeah, yeah, I, a troubled life. Now, so you know, you know, we can kind of fast forward. You can see where this is going. Yeah, you know, speed balls. Let's and, let's fast forward a little bit. 
Okay, so he writes a book. Um, it comes out in 1990, and it's called Homeboy. Okay. It's his first novel. So it came out in 1990, and immediately it launched. It, it, it was very autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, it's very much like, and this is going to age me and maybe you and maybe anybody listening, but it was very much like Bright Lights, Big City. I Do you remember know. that book? No. Jay McInerney came out in the 80s, and it was no. about cocaine culture in New York City. No. Or Brett Easton Ellis. Remember the, the uh, really malignant stuff he wrote? Um, no. no, I don't. Anyway, in 1990, Homeboy comes out, and he becomes a literary sensation. He becomes a bestseller, and it's basically autobiographical. It's about a writer who lives in San Francisco who works in a strip club. I do know what autobiographical means. Okay, and does cocaine and whatever. So autobiographical, he becomes... Sensation. A sensation. New York wants him... Everybody is throwing dollars at him, and he gets a huge advance. And he leaves San Francisco, and he moves to New Orleans to write his next book. I really was beginning to doubt we were ever going to make it. <laughs> we, well, okay. we made it to New Orleans, but unfortunately, we're not going to be here long. So he begins work on a book called Mambo Mephisto. He comes here with his advance, a lot of money in his pocket to yep. write Mambo Mephisto. Now, here is the whole reason we're telling this story. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we've spoken of petty crimes. Mm-hmm. Well, not even barking. crimes. Yeah, um, selling cocaine well, to Janis Joplin is a crime. Okay. The rest of it just sounds like wild behavior, not petty, criminal. Right, petty stuff. So he comes here, uh, I guess, early 90s, and... Uh, he begins to write, but he also pulls off a leaving Las Vegas deal, basically drinking himself to death. Mm-hmm. He falls in love with a, a bartender at Molly's on the market. What happened place. to the girl that didn't sue him because he got engaged to her? Did they ever even get I married? Don't, I don't. Oh, maybe my he might God. Have been, he might have still been married. I don't know. But he's in New Orleans and she's not. And I'm keeping her name out of it. But I'm going to bring in the name of another player here. Her name Name is? is Susie Levine. Okay. Seth Morgan uh, meets Susie Levine, and they hit it off, shall we say. And Seth's lifestyle does, you know, you don't move to New Orleans to, like, shake your habit. You don't you don't come here, you don't come here to get clean. So he yes. comes here to write, explode his creative impulses. He meets Susie Levine. They fall in love, and one night they're Molly's on the market on Decatur Street, and they're drinking, and they decide they want to score. You know what that sex means? No, uh, if Did you're with people- if you and me are together, and we want to score, we want to get. 
if you and I are together yes. and okay, I say drugs, you, let's go drugs. score. All right. So there, Molly's on the market on Decatur Street, and they get on his. Oh, he had a badass. It's a 1972 uh, Harley Shufflehead. Not the same motorcycle that he ran into Jack London's house, by Got the it. way, because that you know destroyed. Yeah. So. Um, they decide they want to go score, and his dealer is down in the lower ninth ward. Okay. So they're on their way there, but they're kind of high already. Wait, where's Fats Domino's house? In the lower ninth yeah. ward. Yeah. Where Fats Domino's from, kind of cool where Dr. John yeah. is from. Okay. Um, and so they're on their way there. And apparently, maybe they didn't need to score because apparently they were. Hi. In fact, I'll go ahead and jump ahead a little bit. Uh, the autopsy showed that he had in his system cocaine and Percodan. That shows how long ago this was. Is Percodan a thing? Percocet? Yeah. But Percodan? That's Don't like know. old school stuff. So anyway, uh, they get on the motorcycle of the 7-2 Harley Shovelhead. Mm -hmm. Cool name for a motorcycle. And they're heading down to the lower ninth ward, and well, leader of the pack yep, style. Yeah, <laughs> yep, they do that noise, and I don't know if you've ever seen this little narrow bridge. Yes, it's, I have, and it's um, terrifying. It's it, it's terrifying to try to bring a car through. It's so narrow, and there's this big steel yep. wooden. Pillars, but you would think you could get a motorcycle through there without too much trouble. Maybe. You would think. It was nighttime? You would think. Yes, it was nighttime, okay. and uh, judgment was... So, did they crash, or he went off the bridge? Uh, he goes straight into the piling. Was that... <sighs> straight yeah. into the piling. Ouch. Now, Susie Levine gets uh, thrown... Uh, Clearly. 40 feet, um, whereas Seth goes... Piling. Straight, straight in. Yeah. Now, they were both killed instantly. instantly. No, there okay. you go. Where did she That's go? Like did she go into the water or onto the ground? No, no, no. She was she was picked up off the ground and, and she was dead, they said, upon impact. Um, but it, it became a major sensation, this news, because this was coming off Homeboy. The world awaits his new novel about New Orleans. And... The obituary that ran in the Washington Post said this. If she had been wearing a helmet, she might have lived. If he had been wearing a helmet, he might have had an open casket. Oh. Oh. No obituary here? Wait, you lived here then, right? Yeah. So you remember this happening? Yeah. But wait, you lived here. I used here. to hang out at Molly's, actually. You lived here, and you were, at the time, a writer. And I used to hang out at Molly's. So which you is, have to have known who he was. Yes. I didn't hear about it. for some. It wasn't big news in New Orleans. It was big news in the New York Times. But I would think it would be big LA news Times to And the a, New Yorker and Esquire. I didn't know about it. It was just a junkie who crashed his who motorcycle. had just written, like, a, a... You called him a literary sensation. Right, but you think the St. Bernard police officers had any idea who Seth Morgan was? I just got the feeling that that was the 
culmination of your story. Is there more? To yeah, story? no, no. It's a, it's the whole. Well, st- was you didn't like that story. Mambo Mephisto never published. Was it completed at all? No. Had he worked on uh, it? Well, I don't. A literary phenom comes to New Orleans. Dies. Pisses. Well, I was going to do a few paragraphs in between that, but yeah, dies. No, I get but it. But he he was he was following the tradition of, of 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 Tennessee Williams, of William Faulkner, of Sherwood Anderson, of so like many him. writers who came. Walt Whitman. I mean, you know, look who wrote for the Times Picayune alone. My alma mater, the Times Picayune. Walt Whitman, Samuel Clemens, and Mark Twain both worked there. William Faulkner, did, did you get that? Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and O. Henry. That's not crimey. What's cri- What's true crime about that? It was criminal behavior. Listen. I think it counts as true crime. That is not. Okay, I get it. It's in. It's... Drugs, drugs, sex, Janis Joplin. Okay. Motorcycles. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Podcast. New Orleans is a Get It Girl production starring Chris Rose and Janelle, produced by Robin Flannery, with editing and music by Max Moran. Tired of listening to the same old playlist day after day? Well, you've come to the right place. Relax and enjoy the refreshing new sounds from Bubble Bath Records. Featuring original music from 20 incredible underground artists, Bubble Bath has the cure for your mundane music blues. To hear more, follow us on social media and visit us online at our website or on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music. Remember, friends, stay bubbly.